it officially turned to spring, which brought us a ton of crazy wind here in the Las Vegas Valley, but not enough to stop us from riding, thankfully. Hopefully, uh, you are all beginning to escape the confines of winter and get outside to ride or run or whatever it is you like to do. This week, Jake and I sat down with Carl and Lee Van Irwin of Irwin Cycles here in Las Vegas. We talked about how they settled here in Sin City, their introduction to mountain biking, Tip Tuesdays, considerations to make when buying a bike, arranged bike marriages, fat bikes, how to make the most of demo days, supporting beginner riders, women, conquering the app and finally getting involved in IMBA. I always love hanging out with these guys, so hopefully you enjoy the interview. So please welcome to This Dirt Life, Carl and Leafan Irwin. How are you guys? Great. Great. And you guys own Irwin Cycle. How long have you been here? Uh, we're just started our fourth year in the brick and mortar location. Nice. Uh, but we had the mobile repair business for a year leading up to that. Oh, cool. But neither of you are from Las Vegas. No. No. I'm from Washington originally. The state. Washington state, correct. Okay, and you're from? I grew up in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah. where the wind comes raging right down the plane. The plane. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right, right, right behind the plane, that's right. That's right, right down the plane, that's right. So what brought both of you to Vegas then? Uh, I was living in Utah Okay. before I lived here, and um, I wanted to continue on riding my bike through the winter this particular year, um, the year that I moved here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my fitness was pretty good that year, and honestly, I just was trying to avoid the winter of Salt Lake. Right. And just kind of half-heartedly, jokingly made a comment to a friend of mine who's a rep in the bike world and about finding me a job. And the next day he was down here and called me. He's like, yeah, I got you one. So I was like, well, I guess I'll go to Vegas for the winter. Wow. Hang out. Yeah. So. And so you moved here for the winter and just didn't go back? Or did you go back and then? No, no. I came down for the winter and never left. I, uh, yeah, I was, I mean, like, I had a house in Salt Lake still okay. that um, I was subleased out. Like, all my furniture was there. The majority yeah. of everything that I owned was there. Yeah. Like, I had another vehicle there. Like, then I met Lee Fan. Aww. And, uh, Aww. And the rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history. So, what brought you to Las Vegas? Well, I've been here probably 18 years. Wow. Yeah, unintentionally. It wasn't my wow. plan. Uh, my aunt lived here, and I had some other family here at the time, and, um, I was moving around the country a little bit and didn't want to go back to Washington State, so came down here mm-hmm. for a year, <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> An extended 17 extra years. Yeah, exactly. So um, did you mountain bike up in Washington at all? Or? No, I started mountain biking here uh, probably in around 06, and just uh, wanted to get into it because I had friends that did adventure races. That oh, was cool. really big at the time. And, yeah. and I, I was like, well, I want to try this. And um, so I just, I got a bike that was not the, you know, real base model, just kind of entry, a little, a little more than entry model. So I could try adventure racing mm-hmm. and stuff. So it would survive the, the, the elements. Yes. And uh, that's what got me into it. So adventure racing being like mountain biking, kayaking? Yes, kayaking, mountaineering, mountaineering, you know, uh, orienteering and stuff. I pretty much only did one race, but it was fun. (laughs) But still, it was good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was good times. Cool. Carl, you were you mountain biking back in Oklahoma then or? Yeah. 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 About 15 years or so, probably a little longer. Yeah. So I bought a used bike from a friend of mine. 
Actually, I got two used bikes from him and took it to a shop, and they were able to piece one together out of the bone of them. It's like a Franken-bike so, then? Yeah, I mean, it worked. You know, no shocks. And it's an old Schwinn. And, yeah. You know, I mean, it was probably the business in mm-hmm. the 80s. Um, you know, so cantilever brakes and, you know, and so forth and so on. Um, and then I just got hooked, started nice. riding, and then been doing it ever since. So how do you feel the mountain biking here in Las Vegas compares to those other places as far as, like, just having something for everyone, right? So some, like maybe for beginners and advanced riders, how do you feel it compares? Um, I, there's definitely something for everyone of all skill levels here. Mm-hmm. One thing I do miss about living in other places, uh, living here, is I do miss riding um, on brown sticky dirt. Yeah. I miss riding in the trees. And Charleston's a good surrogate, I guess, but... Yeah. I miss when I live in Salt Lake. I really liked the climbing aspect of yeah. it, you know, climbing two or 3,000 feet of vert because then you get to come back down. Right. I don't burn up brake pads as much here as I used to. Yeah. And you don't have to work on your fork as much either because your forks and suspension don't run as hot here as they do when you live in high elevation where you're right. working them a lot more. So do you go up to Brian Head then? Uh, we do. We yeah. try to get up there at least maybe once a year. But yeah. if we get it down that way, we usually tend to... Uh, gravitate more to the Hurricane or Gooseberry Mesa area. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So for you, you started riding here in Vegas. Right. How was that getting into riding here in the desert? I didn't know any different, Okay. probably. Yeah. But now that I have had the opportunity to ride in some other places, I think it's a bit of an advantage to start in a place where the rocks and the dirt and the trail is a little bit different. So mm-hmm. if you go somewhere where it's a little smoother, that's great. You know, you can shine. Um at the same time, if you go to a pretty wet place and it's rooty <laughs> and slick, then, you know, you got a little bit of a learning curve. Like your gear needs to be a little different. Your tire yeah. needs to be a little different right. and stuff. So, right. yeah. So you guys, I, I hate to use the word specialized because you, you definitely cater to everyone, but you definitely enjoy working on the mountain bikes and being involved in the mountain bike community more. Was that fair to say or...? Yeah, I mean, we, we treat everyone the same, but yeah. it's definitely a, a niche that we both enjoy and yeah. definitely where we enjoy trying to grow the sport. You know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with any other discipline in cycling, but it, I guess it's just the niche that we fell into. Yeah. So, Lee Fan, you enjoy building wheels. I do. When did you get into that? 2011, actually. Mm-hmm. I went to um, bike school in Oregon. Uh, it's a two-week professional bike mechanic program at uh, UBI, United Bicycle Institute. Great program. Uh, so I, I learned a lot of great foundational um, elements of bike mechanics there. Mm-hmm. And then after that, in the fall, I went back for uh, their advanced program, which is suspension maintenance and wheel building. So I have certifications in both. Nice. Uh, yeah, so since then, you know, that's it's been a little, the part of bike mechanics um, that I've taken to a little stronger. Yeah. 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 When you build a wheel, you kind of get into the Zen meditation zone because, um, you know, you you want to, there are a lot of elements that, you know, bring it together to make it, you know, true laterally and radially, you know, basically round and straight. Um, And in order to get to that spot, you can, you could probably work Hours and hours and hours just to get it real perfect. And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, nice. Definitely. It's it's cool. Cool. She also doesn't like to work on things that are dirty. So, <laughs> Not true. Uh, whatever. <laughs> um, 
She likes wheels because wheels are clean. Oh, like the brand new wheels are nice and clean. Dirty ones with stands in them still. Yeah. Stands. Animals. Grease and grime. Once they've gone out the threshold of the front door, she's done with them. So you guys are like the mountain bike mechanic power couple then, really. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Maybe. Yeah, I yeah. thought about it like that, but that's cool. I don't know if it's just mechanic, but I mean, we're powerhouse bike couple, to be honest yeah. with you. I mean, not that we're necessarily super strong riders, but what we like to do for the community when it comes to cycling and then having a good quality s- staff and mm-hmm. knowledgeable service department just plays into that. All disciplines of bikes require a different skill set mm-hmm. you know i mean they all have the similar workings um mm-hmm. like time trial bikes for instance and you know that from your own experience with time trial bikes is that right. is that it takes a certain special kind of person to work on that bike and it's the same yeah. with mountain bikes is if right. someone doesn't love them a mountain bike and not willing to chase down squeaks and creeks and take odd things apart then mm-hmm. they're not going to excel at that and that's how i honestly kind of personally feel about time trial bikes is that <laughs> i can work on them and build them but it's not really my favorite thing to do. Right. So, yeah. you know, and, and, and it's fine. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, you, it's, I've just kind of picked, picked what I like and, I, and that's what I try to excel at. But yeah. I don't ever turn anything away. Right. But. And I think that's always, that's like a good kind of lesson in life is like to just, you know, find something that you really enjoy and that makes you passionate and happy and, and really sure. it like invest everything in that. Right. So you guys just started doing uh, Tip Tuesdays on Instagram and Facebook. So that's been a lot of fun. And actually, there's like short snippets, but very informative. Like you fit a lot of information in a short space of time. Well, we try to keep it a minute or under so that it fits all on the Instagram. Right. So you don't have to chase down the rest of it for one thing. Yep. And really, Lee Fan is kind of the brains behind it. I'm just, you know, the hired hired good looks, I guess. Um, It's if you people you can keep people's entertainment or attention for you know a couple of minutes you know and that's about it you know they yeah. run long and drag out and we've tried some longer videos and explaining things and yeah and honestly they just get boring and it's like they get really, boring for us they get boring for us too you know <laughs> so yeah and and with the tip Tuesdays is, is that the content that we use is it's not for someone that's hardcore mountain biker or you know top end rider only like it's kind of for everyone i mean everyone can really appreciate and and utilize the tips that we give and a lot of things you know people who've been riding for years and years might think that the tips are like i know that and i knew this i know that and that's fine it's because it's not really what we're necessarily trying to cater to as much as we're trying to cater to just the normal everyday folk to get everyone familiar with things yeah i think they all serve though as like good reminders as well you know, maybe maybe those people know to do X, Y, or Z, but it's like a reminder like, oh, I haven't done that for a while, so right. I, I should check that. It does. You and know? there's just so many simple little things, and especially for new writers or writers that may be just getting into the sport and they, they don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where we're trying to reach people. And whether you're riding a neighborhood bike or a road bike or a mountain bike, we're hoping that a lot of the Tip Tuesdays will be relevant to you. Right. So Jake had a question. Um, what would be the top three things to consider when getting a new bike or just getting into the sport? first bike or maybe their second bike then or something in the long yeah, like lines. maybe they borrowed somebody's and they really dig it and now they want to gotcha well i mean regardless of where you buy the bike from you need to make sure that you have a rapport with the shop that you are working with they need to know what you're going to be doing with the bike they can't mm-hmm. tell you what bike to get 
unless they know what your plans are with the bike. And that's really, and communication is really, really key with that. Um, Absolutely. I think that's, that's huge because you go into a lot of shops and they're just like, this is what you need. Yeah, this I mean. This bike is the best. Like, Not be the best fit for what you want to do. Right. I yeah. mean, it's like you coming in here and Jake and um, me trying to sell you a trail bike. Yeah. You know, and like you have a lot of fun on it, but it's not what you're, not what it's I not, really it's not it. what you do with your bike, you know, and the same with you, Lisa. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that you can't have a great time on a trail bike, but it's not mm-hmm. where your, where your focus is. Um, if you come from an athletic background or you really find that you're going to be into it, and a lot of people kind of know, like, yeah, like, is it, is How they, aggressive yeah, they are or would it, like to be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to buy a bike and ride it twice a month, you know, you can get away with whatever kind of. Mm-hmm. But don't buy a bike for your skill level that you have now. You want to buy a bike for where you're trying to aim. And that's not necessarily buying a downhill bike for your first bike because you plan on going to Mammoth and running the chairs. But you don't want to buy a bike that in six months after your skills have progressed and then you're like, ah, I had just gotten a, just mm. a little bit, you know, nicer bike or whatnot. So and sometimes, mm. you know, it's a, it's a it's a pricing consideration for some people in mm. terms of what bike they end up with. But even a trail bike, cross-country bike, whatever, usually you can find one that's going to fit your needs in your price range if you're willing to maybe take a hit on didn't have the fanciest handlebar and stem on it, but it's got a good pair of wheels or something yeah. like that. So, yeah. And then the most crucial thing, I mean, about buying a bike, I guess, if you want to talk about three things, is you got to get the right size bike. It's got to be the right size. Well, not only the right size, but that it feels good when you're riding it. You can ride uh, different bikes in the same category, you know, let's say trail bike, uh, and they're not going to feel the same. There's going to always be a bike that you feel particularly good with. It works for your your geometry and your ride style um, and, and the setup. So uh, that's why we like when we do demos, we like to encourage people to try a lot of bikes, even if mm-hmm. you know you have to go uh, rent a bike or whatever, whatever that style of bike is or that brand or model of bike is, we encourage people to ride it and hopefully take it to the trail so that they can compare that ride experience because it's not always going to be the same. Yeah. I know from experience. Oh, yeah, me too. Well, yeah. I think that's super important because there's so many options out there Yeah. that when a bike is right, you get on it and you're like, this is the fucking bike. You know. Yeah. yeah. You, immediately it clicks. Yeah. And, that, and you're not like. That's true. Well, yeah. this could work. Eh, and that's why I think a yeah. demo, and, demo is super important. Exactly. And, and the reason that we encourage people to ride multiple bikes is because you know, if you're coming off of an older bike, you know, you've had this bike for 10 years and then you're like, yeah, my buddy's got some new bikes. And you go rent a bike or demo a bike from a shop and you ride one bike that's $5,000 bike that's modern and you're you can have a great time on it. It's like right. having, it's like someone renting you a Ferrari, you know, and you're not a race car driver, but you can have a good time with a Ferrari, you know? Yeah. But at the end of the day, it really was just that you were had something new and exciting and fun and, you know, and you probably, you know, had more fun running over those rocks than you've ever had on your own bike, you know? And so right. that might not necessarily be the right bike for you, but you had a good time on it. That's mm-hmm. why we encourage people to ride multiple bikes because mm-hmm. you can ride three bikes in the same category. Mm-hmm. And just like Lee Fan was saying, it's just like you'll know. I mean, and, and like and, and like the bike that I ride, like I knew it before I even got it into the dirt. Like I, you know, I was like, mm, this is it. Right. Like, you know, you just everything about it, yeah. just right. 
At the same time, though, we have had what we call arranged bike marriages. <laughs> yeah, where, that, where people have come in and we have done a very thorough conversation about, hey, what do you think you're going to do with this bike? How much do you have to spend? What are the important elements to you? And then we've recommended the bike and people have, without uh, riding it or anything, they just, okay, I trust you, order it up. You know, here's my money. And I mean, I don't think we've had one come back that has... No one's uh, been dissatisfied yeah, with the arrangement. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, not that we've done, <laughs> and not that we've done hundreds of them or anything like no. that. But I mean, and, and none it's of not them, rare. And though. none of them have yeah. been inexpensive bikes. I mean, they've yeah. all been, you know, five thousand yeah. dollars plus. But that conversation is what's so important. That communication. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think because you guys are riders and you you know so much about it. Mm-hmm. That if you're gonna make a recommendation, you, right? It's not just because it looks cool. Like right. You've actually right. thought it out and right. talked to them. Yeah. You well, know it's gonna work. I mean, and there's this group of riders, that group of riders, that group of riders, that group of riders, and it's not that everyone is black and white or you know square hole, round hole, whatever. But you can kind of tell when you start talking to people, like kind of what class of bike they're gonna fall into and what mm-hmm. they're trying to do. And you know, and some people are trying to break their neck. Some people don't want to break their neck, you know, <laughs> so you got to, you know, so you got to just kind of feel it out and, mm-hmm. you know, and take your personal experiences into it as well. Mm-hmm. But the main thing with Lee Fan and I, and really all the guys that work here, is that we listen to what people say. Even if yeah. people that we're talking to feel like it's a silly conversation, like they feel like, 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 oh, I don't know if I want to ask that question because they might think I'm dumb or something. Like, you know, yeah. like we might get a chuckle out of a question, but if it's a question and you and you or whoever and asks it, it's because it was important and you wanted to know the answer. I mean, and that's what I mean. That's what questions are, you know. Mm-hmm. And to someone, that yeah. question might seem silly because, like, if someone asked me about tuning a derailleur or something, like I know how to tune a derailleur. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, I mean, like it's very simple for me because I've done it so many times. But someone who doesn't know how to do it asks a question that they might think is silly. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to make fun of them because they don't have the experience at it. You try to get me to write a computer program and <laughs> you see something funny, you know, like, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's all about life experiences and yeah. what you know. Yeah. So can you think of, like, some good examples of, like, quote-unquote funny questions people have asked or bizarre problems people have ran into when it comes to oh, mountain biking? Well, I mean, and not just in our shop and not to make fun of anybody or anything like that but if the manufacturers i mean i don't care what manufacturer it is if the manufacturers could could build a bike that honestly that could be a road bike a time trial bike a cyclocross bike a mountain bike a hybrid and a bike that you could loan to your (laughs) mother-in-law and it would do everything efficiently like that's the only bike i would stock because that's what (laughs) tons of people come in looking for they want a bike that does it all you know they want you know, and it's yeah. like it's like buying a car that's a dump truck, a moving truck, a sports car, a pickup, you know. Fuel like efficient. Fuel yeah. efficient. Super you know. fast, not yeah. 16. Right. Four-wheel drive. <laughs> Automatic, but you can drive it as a standard on the weekends, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, yeah. so I guess if you want to get a silly question, I mean, that's yeah. that's kind of, a, I, I wouldn't say it's a silly question, yeah. but that is a comical question mm-hmm. that we get a lot is, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, they want a bike that does it all. Right. You know, and then we get we get the folks that, that don't believe that Vegas is hilly, that are looking for like a neighborhood bike and they want to buy a beach cruiser with one speed and 
we're always trying to try and I guess persuade or encourage them to buy a bike that maybe is multiple speeds. multiple speeds. And people <laughs> yeah. are like always often like, oh, well, it's not hilly in my neighborhood. And it's like our parking lot is hilly. <laughs> right. You know, like you know what I mean. Like there is a elevation gain from this end of that parking lot to that end of the parking right. lot. You know, so, you know. So I guess the, those yeah. are kind of the comical questions that we yeah. get. You know, and then and then and then the other comical questions that we get with people with bikes is they'll bring in a really old bike. And like, you know, well, what would it cost me to put disc brakes on it and modernize it and do this and do that to it? And like, I mean, we could do it, but you know, like I could sell you a bike for probably less that you're gonna have more fun with. Right. So it's- Yeah. And it's just that it's not information that people think about so that, you know, they haven't made the connection. Right. Yeah, but once you explain it, then the light goes on and they're like, oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I've only been mountain biking a couple of years. But like in the last 10, 15, 20 years, they've tra- changed dramatically. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen like disc brakes, wheel wheel change sizes, uh, suspension. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, the wheel chain, the wheel size is yeah. still an ongoing. Like, yes, yeah. the yeah. rim width, spacing. rim width, yeah. 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 Oh, and the spacing is a whole new thing now, yeah. too, where we're going to bigger spacing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and as a mechanic and a shop owner, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, changes in bikes, it's really good. They're a, for a positive thing. But sometimes, mm-hmm. like, I just wish they would just hit the brakes on the changes, you know, like maybe for a year or two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes, <laughs> right. you know, like. Someone, um, someone was talking about or someone asked a question about um, the whole, like, kind of fat bike trend and like that's that's something that's like really blown up in the past couple of years what's your experience with that and and how like vegas is kind of equipped for for fat biking well there's there's fat bikes which are four inch plus size tires so four four inch 4.5 5.0 something like that um that's would be a bike when they were originally designed were designed for riding in the snow and things mm-hmm. like that and a lot of people have adapted to riding those as an all-terrain desert terrain type mm-hmm. bike and things like Maybe that like sand sand mm-hmm. yeah sand exploration like where right. if you were to go off the side of the trail someplace how you would sink in but on that right. wider softer tire it's just going to kind of stay on top of it right but really that in my at least in where we're at geographically located that trend has kind of plateaued yeah plateaued or faded out a bit okay. you know but now what we're seeing is what you would call plus size bikes now, which are going to be bikes that have a three inch whip tire, roughly 2.8, three inch, something like that, which is going to be considerably larger than a traditional bike in, you know, like 2.3, 2.4, mm-hmm. whatnot. And that market um, is what we're really seeing is expanding right now is okay. the plus bike market. Mm-hmm. Um, well, cool. it gives, um, it gives a, a, a sense of confidence for during the ride experience for a lot of people so if people are if it's if it's mostly a recreational rider going out on the weekends just wanting to have a good time the plus size um, tire really just gives a sense of confidence because it um, kind of buffers or quiets the trail noise I guess you Mm -hmm. know rolling over the rocks isn't going to feel quite as scary or going down certain features isn't going to be quite as scary uh, so, so I think that's where the leap is and the popularity is in the plus size. Yeah. So, Lee Fan, what do you ride? I ride an Ibis Ripley. Mm-hmm. Um, it is definitely my favorite bike right now, and I also have a single speed that I we like quite a lot. I know, speeds, <laughs> which I'm pretty excited about. Love that them both. Salsa single speed mm-hmm. is super fun. Yes. 
I still have mine rigid right now. Yep. Well, I'm going to be changing mine to rigid. Are you? Yeah. That's what the cool kids are doing. It is. I guilted her into it. Yeah. Really? Carl's. Okay. Because my single speed's rigid, so. Really? Yeah. Like, well, that's... You, can't, you can't have fun if I can't have fun. That's, <laughs> yeah. right. that's right. He's been loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I mean, He wants to ride it more than his geared bike right now. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And, like, yeah. the trails, a lot of the trails, although, like, it's not flat here, Mm-mm. but, you know, the, there's a lot of trails that are, are really nice for the single speed yes. because they're small enough hills that you mm-hmm. can kind of, you know, carry momentum down the hill. Exactly. And then, and then Definitely like, teaches you a lot of skill. Yeah. Uh, and it's transferable uh, to the uh, geared bike. So I yeah. feel like it has really helped my geared yeah. riding. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Especially cornering, because you don't, like on a geared bike, you can slam into the corner, jack it up, and yep. then shift right. and pedal out. Right. And you don't realize how much energy you're wasting until you ride a single speed and you ride it smooth. Yeah. You still have all your speed coming out. And you're like, oh, yeah. That's how you corner. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> how you do that. It's, like um, it it's definitely a learning curve there is riding yeah. that thing yeah, yeah it's definitely been a learning i'm still curve. learning There's so is yours a, a salsa single speed too no i have a surly karate monkey um it's very similar to the it's another steel frame bike yeah. it's um steel is real steel yep. is real steel they is don't real. they don't make the El mariachi anymore that you guys are currently riding and then yeah and that's I why i mean you are you now. are you are in a select club it's a mariachi and, band not to brag but we have Got quite a large mariachi band coming out of the shop right now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that's your single speed. What's your geared bike? Uh, I have a Da Vinci Atlas. Nice. Um, it's yeah. It's a it's a bike actually they don't build anymore. Unfortunately, it's a really fun bike. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of in the market now for a I guess a current model, mm-hmm. which may or may not be happening in the near future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so will you stick with Da Vinci again? Or are you looking other? No, I'm looking at another manufacturer right now called Transition. They're a smaller company out of Bellingham, Washington. Um, they have one called the Smuggler. It's a 29 trail bike. I mean, that's that's pretty much all that I'll ride now. Yeah. With you. I used to ride cross country race bikes and stuff. And yeah. then after I found trail bikes, I'm pretty much done with those. Yeah. Um, the Smuggler is a bike that I've ridden a couple of times at a couple of different demos and okay. interbike and things. And it's just a bike that, that talks to me. Yeah. And, and a lot of the bikes that we sell, uh, Pivot 429 Trails, another one that talks to me. Da Vinci has a bike called the Django 29 that talks to me. But that smuggler like it just anytime i like mm, i want a new bike like that's what immediately pops into my head yeah. so there's no you know like all right practically got, love it first thing yeah. <laughs> i do i do i've got the hats for it and yeah and and, and going back to what we were talking about earlier about changes to the bikes you know spacing changes and things like that is mm-hmm. that that particular bike at this time will accept all the parts that I have on my current frame. So that's probably what I'll do is just do a frame change. Because mm-hmm. I'm like a dream bike right now, mm-hmm. you know. So I, you know, and like, and to start over again, I really don't want to do that. Because, yeah. you know, it'd be like third time to start over again, you know. Like right. I'm, I'm, I'm finished with the starting over. And I think that's, that's a good point, again, like just to bring up is the fact that, you know, you can ride a lot of bikes and be like, oh, yeah, that's a nice bike. And, oh, yeah, that, that seems right. good. But then there is one and you get on and you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, no, this is it. This is, well, this yeah. is the one for me. Same thing that happened to you. I yeah. Mean, yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. And, um, and so, not like, oh, I want to love this bike. Yeah. You actually do love this bike. Yeah, because yeah, like on paper, like there are some bikes that I was like, oh, I really would love to like that bike. Yeah. And then you, you you get a chance to get on that bike and you ride it around and it's not exactly what you thought. Like maybe mm-hmm. it's a 
maybe it's a little shorter or, or whatever. The, the setup. The setup is yeah. different and you can work really hard to make it fit. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, like you can, you can. You can ride you can, it. You can, yeah. and you can, you can change things on a yeah. bike to make them fit. You can switch about the stem. Right. You can, yeah. you can modify stuff. But, um, but yeah, when you find one that just fits and you don't have to do too much to it, yeah. it's kind of nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, the demos that you do here as mm-hmm. well, though, um, can you talk to us about those? Do you, once or twice a year? So we do one big one in December where we invite um, all the manufacturers that we can get our hands on to come and join mm-hmm. us. And we um, this last December we had our biggest one, which yep. was fantastic. Um, and then throughout the year we try to um, invite individual manufacturers to do um some demos as well okay. so it, it you know just depends on who's nearby and who we can schedule i was at your demo certainly this past december mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people out you don't it's not just the bikes you got um different companies with right. uh, parts and yep. shoes and yeah. helmets as well exactly so it's, it's really like worthwhile right. getting a ticket yeah. for it we actually think of it more as um, an event so Absolutely. we're kind of building towards it's not quite a full festival yet, right. um, but it's not just an individual like one-off, like yeah. one manufacturer kind of demo. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, we want to make it fun, and yeah. that's why we charge. We do charge a fee for it, but with that fee, we're able to pay our staff, mm-hmm. and we like to provide coffee and some breakfast mm-hmm. and lunch so people can come and just have a good time and ride bikes. Yep. You don't have to worry about going to get any food or snacks right. or anything like that. Yeah. And then just just come, talk to the manufacturers, ride as many bikes as you can get your hands on, and um, you know find something that you love. Cool. You know? Yeah. So that'll be this December again? Yeah, yeah. We do it the second Sunday in December. Yeah. Second Sunday. That's what yeah, we should for. Our, that's our date that we like. Perfect. Yeah. So right in time for people to order Christmas presents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we get a little of that. We seem to see a little activity right after Christmas, too, yeah. from the yeah. demos, you know. Um, and and we really do pump it up. I mean, we you know, we got a lot of people excited yeah. to come out, and yeah. and then we have the regular folks that come out that just want to come out and ride cool bikes for the day, and it's right. fine too. It's yeah. totally fine. We work on a reservation system, so people who are really interested in certain models of bikes that are going to be at the demo, we can get them into time slots and the correct size, mm-hmm. and so you're not just like, oh, I really should have ridden that bike, but it was never in, you know. Mm-hmm. And and that's where I think that our demos differ from other people's demos and things is that. Mm-hmm. We are able to provide that service, and that that, that goes into paying again. Yeah. Um, but honestly, if you end up getting a bike from us at one of those events, you get that money back in some sort of way or another. And then also, you go home with enough swag that if you had paid retail for it, like yeah. you, you know. So really, the money that we make on that, or the money that we would take in on that, is really just. But also, you're more likely to go home with something that you really enjoy and you know you really enjoy. Right. Because you know, yeah. you've had the chance to, to demo it. You've had the chance to ride it around. And, and that's why it's cool because you can demo back to back. And we don't recommend that people go out for super long rides. Just mm-hmm. to In the weeks leading up, we try to do, you know, help people get to know different area and trails and mm-hmm. stuff. And, you know, just do enough of a ride so you are comfortable in that element. Mm-hmm. You know how it rides on your old bike. Mm-hmm. And then you can come out and ride different bikes on the same path and feel mm-hmm. what the difference is, yeah. you know. Um, but, you know, folks don't have to wait till December. They, If they're interested in demo, they just call and let us know. And when we do have something roll in, um, then, then, you know, we can get them out on bikes 
yeah. before then. And we, yeah. we have um, multiple days throughout the year that we actually have demo bikes here from the various manufacturers. And it's normally a weekday event. Mm -hmm. So it's really those are not super hard to get bike. The weekend ones, they get a little bogged down with people. So it takes a little bit of a flexible schedule sometimes, but then you're out there and you get to, you know, not have to worry about the crowds and so forth. I think what's cool about when you guys have a demo is both of you are like out there talking to everybody, getting feedback and riding the bikes if you can. So that even Let's say you miss the demo as a customer. Mm-hmm. You guys have so much more knowledge because of that mm-hmm. that you can relate to them. Hey, we got a lot of good feedback about this bike. Yeah, that so kind of that kind of can get one in for you. Yeah, yeah. and that kind of plays back to the arranged marriage thing again. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, cool. we definitely value people's feedback too. Like you know, we can't always ride all the bikes, or you know, we ride as many as we can. Um, but it might not that what a given bike might not be our style of bike either. So we like to ask right. everybody, Hey, how'd you like that? How did you feel it? You know, it was in this configuration or that configuration. Yep. And, you know, you just kind of, you end up getting kind of a consensus typically. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah, you can like kind of pull mm-hmm. pieces together. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny because you were at the demo, you mm-hmm. know, and there were pretty much all the manufacturers showed up with bikes that like how they were equipped were $5,000 plus bikes, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, some of them were even more expensive than that. Yeah. But it was funny, the the most talked about bike at the demo was the Salsa that was like $2,000 bike. Like, you know, like, <laughs> or, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, it was a hardtail. And it, I mean, it is a nice, nice bike and yeah. it's got decent parts on it, but by no means was it a showstopper build kit on those bikes yeah, or right. anything, anything to like be a bike. Did you see how nice that bike was? And, yeah. You know, nothing like that. And it's amazing how many people were like, "That bike was a oh, funnest bike." Oh, the oh, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. you know, like yeah. they, you know, like oh, wood smoke, blah blah. blah. You know, yeah. like it was amazing. You know, and like, yeah. well, what would you think about that seven thousand dollar Pivot Road? Yeah, it was nice. You know, yeah. like you know, so <laughs> it was good too. It's so fun. <laughs> it's, it's, all right. Yeah, it's, I rode that. One. That was my favorite bike of the day. I got back and I got. I was like, how'd you like it? Was, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it's like two grand. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like it's and it's funny though. So it's it's really funny, like how people you think they're gonna get excited about this. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh, but this was really cool. And you're like, yeah. Oh, I never would have even thought that. Right. You know, like, that's yeah. definitely like the sleeper bike of this year. Yeah. So and it, it's super yeah. great value for yeah. Carmen and one by and yeah. dropper and ready and yeah. like you know all kinds of fun stuff on yeah. that thing. So. <laughs> so much fun! I really enjoy the demos for sure. Yeah, I think like anytime you can go and like ride different bikes and just figure out what what style of riding yeah. you enjoy and yeah. Well, those demos are fun for us too. You know, I mean, and we're working. I mean, you know, Lee yeah. Fan puts in hundreds of hours. You know, and not that I don't help out, but honestly, Lee Fan is, <laughs> Lee Fan is, Lee Fan gets it done. I mean, she's, you know, all the permits Thanks, and babe. the people and the insurance <laughs> and the phone calls and the Carl emails. The yeah. Yeah. I, I'm the heavy lifter. I'm the guy that's got to show up, set up the tents, you know, I got to carry all the chairs around and, you know, but we have a generally, we have a great time at the event, you know, yeah. like, but when it's over, I'm really glad it's over. Like, I'm, you know, like we usually go down and have a beer, yeah. you know, or something, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's fun, and it's fun being around all the people that are there, and we get to meet people that have never been in the shop before. It's a, this year especially, um, it was amazing how many people signed up for the demo and showed up that I had never even, ever even seen them before, yeah. you know. And they, everyone had a great time. Yep. So it it's it, it you know obviously it draws in business for the shop, but it's really nice to get to meet a different 
a different, you know, group of people. Yeah, you know? and for that's, sure. that's what we get with the demo. I feel like the mountain bike scene here in Vegas is definitely growing. I think it's growing. I think, I think you can see that on the trails on the weekend. Yeah. That there are more people yep. out there than there used to be a few years ago, yeah. for sure. And all different kinds of people, mm-hmm. too. Certainly seeing a lot more women out in the trails, which mm-hmm. is cool, yeah. too. Yeah. And the girls we, out riding. We really like seeing that. Yeah. yeah we really like Because it... I it was mean, part of our original vision, actually. Yeah. Cycling and mountain biking in general, and cycling, um, it's definitely a very male-dominated sport. For I mean, sure. and that's, I mean, that's anywhere from, you know, weekend warrior to the pro-level riders. I mean, yeah. it's definitely male-dominated. Yeah. Um, and that is, like Lee Van said, that is something we really, like, we really focus on on the ladies. Yeah. Uh, you know. Well, I sure. think whether it's the ladies or just somebody who's brand new to the sport, it can be intimidating when you know nothing about... Mm-hmm. Uh, what you're getting into and there's a lot of um, technology in the bikes and terminology mm-hmm. and skill and if you if, if you're starting from ground zero and you have nobody to ask it can be really intimidating and well and I think like <clears throat> from personal experience like as a girl getting into biking and most of the people you're talking to are, are guys and everyone has everyone gives you their opinion mm-hmm. on what they like to ride right so you've got like uh, people that are like oh yeah you want to have at least 130 travel yeah. and you definitely want to get 29er and you definitely want to get 27.5 and you definitely only want to have 100 mil travel and you definitely want to get this and like so it's like there's tons of like conflicting advice absolutely and i think that like as women as well we're you know we're not just like small men. We're, right. we, you know, we're no. like, we're definitely like built differently. And, and um, psychologically, it's different too. Yeah. In many ways. Lee Fan, you started the, the Las Vegas Ladies MTB group on Facebook. Right. So that's, and that's, that's definitely not just, um, unique to the shop that's a that's a broad right right for everyone to be i don't try to associate it really with the shop it's just a place for the ladies to come together and to support each other at all levels um and um you know whether it's it's you know they could have conversation they could organize ladies rides Mm -hmm. um and um we were just involved with a a group um from kingman uh, which is a chapter of the Girls Gone Riding out of California. Mm-hmm. And it's a similar thing um, where they're just supporting uh, ladies getting into the sport. Yeah. F- from the basics, from, yeah. you know, uh, from just first time getting on the dirt, yep. um, just ideas and tips and things yeah. like that. Um, yeah, like, and I and I love going with beginner folks. Like, you yeah. can be totally brand new, and I'll be happy as a bird, like, just yeah. going with you. Yeah. So it's never, um, it's never a burden for me because yeah. I know a lot of times the beginner mind is like, oh, I don't want to slow you down. Right. I don't, you know, I don't know how to do this or I don't know how to do that. But that's that's where I really like to be. Yeah, you know, to hey, you know, give you some ideas and let you know that. Um, everybody's been there I've yep. been there <laughs> my brain's been there yeah. you know and skill wise I've been there and I just you know want folks to know that they're not the only ones and no. you know just to find a comfortable and, and safe environment to um, be able to try things and I think like the the group and I'll say the name of the again is Las, Las Vegas Ladies, Ladies MTB. MTB and it's a closed group mm-hmm. but the cool thing about the group is that 
we really have all kinds of riders. Oh yeah. So we have we have cross country, we have trail, we have beginner, we have downhillers, right. endurance, endurance, enduro, right. enduro. Like, yeah, exactly. We have everything. Yeah. So when anyone posts a, a comment or a question, like there's always someone in that niche of mountain biking that can answer it or absolutely can, like, can start a conversation, right. which is really cool. And then you get feedback from all those you know perspectives yeah and then you just kind of pick and choose and so that's been really cool the other thing with people just getting into mountain biking um that i think is really important to know is that um is that really no one is a master of mountain biking like everyone has something Mm -hmm. that they're still working on like they're still like even pros are working exactly yeah and like Jake, not to pick on you, but you're sitting right here. But I would consider you one of the well, one of the fastest guys in Las Vegas, and I am super honored to ride with you all the time. But would you say that you know everything about mountain biking? Or? Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you even started from like a, a you have a lot of experience. You started like downhill mountain yeah. biking and then got into it. So, like, there's still like aspects that you can still be working on, right? Oh, yeah. and there's always something yeah either whether nutrition or riding skills or yeah training resting mm-hmm. you're always learning so like as a beginner like just knowing that just because you can't achieve this little thing doesn't mean that you're not a good rider like everyone is working on their own little thing right like it's, exactly don't be intimidated that you have maybe have more to work on right. or, or anything like that I yeah think the other thing with beginners it's definitely true that they're I hear a lot like, oh, I don't want to slow you down. I don't want to slow you down. I think any mountain biker to see, to go out for a ride and see a beginner, like clear something for the first time and have mm-hmm. that like shit eating grin yeah. on yeah. their face and yep. like, or to see another rider finish and be super stoked. And now they're like a lifelong rider. Right. Mm-hmm. I would give up any three or four hour ride to do that. But, like, yeah. To see yeah. somebody do that. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not going to do every single ride of mine like that but no like, to yeah. do that to give back to the somebody like that is you know anybody would want to do that yeah so. it is a lot it's, it's very it, rewarding it's a great feeling actually yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a great feeling when you see someone because i mean what anyone's doing when they any technical advance on their mountain bike you know the mm-hmm. bfr mm-hmm. going off that drop or whatever is they're overcoming a fear yeah if they're not necessarily advancing in a skill because mm-hmm. i guess they are but it's it's overcoming that fear that they had. Absolutely. And which then makes you have that skill. Right. And that's more what I like to see is yeah. when someone overcomes that. You're yeah. just like, yes. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. like it's and part of it is a technical aspect of course, but mm-hmm. it's 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 more it's more in your head. Everybody can do it. Yeah. And, yeah. and like BFR, we ride over that all the time without thinking about it, right? Oh, and it's yeah. like, who cares? It's BFR. And yeah. then you stop and you see somebody do it for the first time, you're like, yeah. you just made over BFR. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. And you're so stoked. And you're like, that's just, I don't even yeah. think about that rock. Yeah. Really. And now I saw somebody do it for the first time. And yep. that's like, makes your whole day. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of so energy much. behind that. When oh, you get yeah. a group and one person goes and yep. then you, you know, then, then everybody's kind of backing it. It's like you're able to do it when there's yeah. like all that energy behind you. Yeah. Kind of bringing you up yeah that is one of the funnest things about doing that right actually is getting people over that rock yes yeah that is i think so there's just and it's not for people that don't live in vegas um and haven't ridden the trails out here like it's not it's not crazy technical features basically it's just a big effing rock in the middle of the it's a mental feature it's a mental feature yeah yeah. because it's not like you're gonna fall off a cliff well no but it's it 
kind of like it's tall. steep it's tall it's mm-hmm. big it's looking steep, at it and then, then there's like a big and even bigger like wall well, on the I, side of it i think that's what makes it the scariest actually because if you had that rock just yeah. in the middle of a wide open field yeah, yeah. Had people riding over it, they wouldn't even care but the fact that on one side it's kind of a kind of a wash and on the other yeah and sticks and like an old dead tree and on the yeah. other side there is a, a boulder wall. or a rock wall yeah. that's you know 20 feet tall yeah. you know like yeah. it's really i mean you're not going fast enough to really amount to anything either, yeah. either direction but it's right. just it's there's a lot of intimidating things and the run-up to it is a little tricky too you know like yeah, it's, it's not a super long run-up like you kind of have to come around the corner and like take a yeah. good couple strong pedal strokes right it's the same thing as like uh, when you're riding and you know it's a straight line, but then all of a sudden um, you have exposure to one side, mm-hmm. exactly. and then all of a sudden riding a straight line seems like the scariest thing yes, in the world. Yes, for sure. And you're like, oh my god, I'm I exactly. This. <laughs> yeah. Like, but you know, it's because like there, you know, there's an added risk now, and that yeah. plays into your fears. Yeah. No, that just that just goes back to accomplishing, yeah. you know, accomplishing, yeah. yep. you know, overcoming that fear. And yeah. yeah, just to kind of start wrapping up. Do you have anything else that you wanted to mention, either of you? On a local basis, um, in the cycling community, and I like to use the word cyclist, not mountain biker, mm-hmm. um, because we're all in the same group. We all enjoy the same sport. Some of us on the pavement, and some of us not. Mm-hmm. So all of us are cyclists, but if you do like to ride in the dirt, I really encourage that you check out our local EMBA chapter um, because they they really are working on doing some great things for local trail access and mm-hmm. signage and other activities mm-hmm. um, that, that maybe a lot of people don't know that's happening um, because there has been a little bit of a communication gap between the EMBA chapter and the everyday rider that right, right now is really trying to get resolved and yeah. and 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 if even if you're not a member it's fine you're more than welcome to come out to the events you're more than welcome to put your two cents worth down and what you would like to see and then we hope that you would that would encourage you to perhaps think about signing up because there's power in numbers and that's really what For that sure. chapter is about it's about yeah. giving a larger voice to the community and it's it will, a unified voice yeah, basically and it, and it will also help us in the future about gaining more trail to be able to ride mm-hmm. you know I mean, and that's really what they're working on is they yeah. want us to, i mean and that's what everybody wants doesn't right. everybody wants more trail to ride right i mean and they want it to be yeah. good yeah. and yeah. fun good yeah. quality trail yeah, yeah. right and we yeah. don't want to get a fine for riding on something we're not supposed to be riding on you right. know and and that's that's what they're working on you know okay. so it it sounds like it's if you look at some things from the outside it sounds like they're you know brow, brow beating and things of that nature but really it's for the grand scheme of things yeah. it's really going to make a great great payoff but it's not going to come fast rome wasn't built in a day it wasn't no it wasn't darn it and lee fan anything else you want to i think just uh that uh we are always here um and available to answer people's questions and point people in the right direction mm-hmm. um it's you know for me especially beginner folks and ladies um yeah, so we want to be we want to be open to everybody to to do that. Awesome. We we also want to let people know that we cannot provide you with everything when it comes to biking. Like we, there are certain things that we're we, not a one stop shop. Just, yeah, we are not. You know, we cannot <laughs> we provide you. We cannot provide yeah. you with anything. But if it is something that we can provide you with, we'll absolutely take care of you with it. But if it's not something that we can provide you with, we will be more than glad to direct you to another place locally 
that yeah. can help you fulfill that need. Yeah. And that is something that we really work with is that we really, we want to be friends with other shops yeah. um, because all the shops in town are all trying to make a living like us. Right. But everyone is trying to also build the sport. Mm-hmm. So by beating each other up, that, that doesn't do anybody any good. So no. if it's, you know, yeah. so if there's something that we can't provide you with, we're going to do our best to meet you, to put you with the person that, that can provide you with it. Gotcha. And, 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 you know, and then, and then it comes down to, is that what you want or not? Yeah. You know, so yeah, it, that's a big thing with us. Well, thank you guys so much for staying down with me. Yeah. yeah. And thanks for Jake for, thank you for thank being you. here also. And yeah. thanks. We're going to get Jake on a podcast here soon. Jake really brought up the cool level for us today. Yeah. (laughs) We'll wrap it up, but thank you guys again, and um, we will see you soon. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks again for tuning in. Please don't hesitate to get in touch with comments or questions. And remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Tuned In. I'm off to go and get ready to go and ride some rad St. George dirt slash rocks. (laughs) So until next week, stay dirty, my friends. (laughs) 